Romans 6.14. Romans 6.14. Hallelujah. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. All right. We're, we're talking about understanding and claiming our rights in Christ. That's what we're talking about. Now, notice here in Romans 6.14 that he says, Sin shall not have dominion over you. All right. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the new creation man. Now, who's the new creation man? The new creation man is the man that's in Christ Jesus. The man who received Christ, made Christ his Savior and Lord. That's who he's talking to. He says, the man in Christ, sin, does not have dominion. Over him. Hallelujah. Now if sin. Doesn't have dominion. Over you. Then, then the devil doesn't have. Dominion over you. Isn't that powerful. Now. It's one thing to know this. But it's a whole different ball game. To live in the light of this truth. Amen. If I can live in the light of this truth, then I will understand and experience the victory that Christ has wrought for me as a believer in him. You see. For the man in Christ, or the believer in Christ, sin is a choice. Yes, it is. It is not something that controls or dominates his life. But now, the mind, we talk about this all the time, the mind has to, re, has to be renewed by the word of God. And then all of this stuff come into uh, action. We have action right here. And then you'll see for sure that you don't have to sin. Sin is a choice because sin in itself does not have dominion over you. As a new creation man in Christ, sin does not have uh, any dominion over you. Control, power, or authority doesn't have it over you. Now, once the mind is renewed, see, we begin to walk in the light of that. Hallelujah. Because what the Bible says becomes real to the same degree that the mind is renewed. You see, you can be a Christian, but the Bible may not be real to you. What the Bible says may not be real to you. Now, the only reason for that is the fact that you have not entered into the mind renewing progress process. Are you listening to me? That's the reason for it. 
Now, it, it, it would be good to understand why he says sin doesn't have dominion over you. Not just in the fact that you're in Christ, but what's, what's all connected to that? There are a lot of things that's connected to that. Now, we're going to try to get a little bit into that today because really this part of our session deals with our authority. You have legal rights because you're in Christ. And those legal rights give you authority. Hallelujah. See, you, you have authority because of your legal rights in Christ. There are certain things that you should not allow your flesh or the devil to do to you. Hallelujah. All right. Are you still with me? Good. That's good. That's good. Amen. Now, we understand that sin doesn't have dominion over the new creation man in Christ. We understand that. Amen. Now, I want to I wanna take you back a little bit and kind of show you how this thing really took place and how, how it took place and also how it works where your life is concerned. See, the Bible unveils the whole plan of God, the plan of salvation. The Bible unveils our purpose. I'm talking about corporately. We have a corporate purpose. We have an we a, a individual uh, purpose as well. But now to catch that, to understand it, and then live in it, man, that's powerful. That's powerful in itself. All right. Now, Adam, in his fall, took on a sin nature. That's what he did. When he sinned, he became a partaker of Satan's nature, which is a sin nature. Now, you have to remember this. We, all of us, were in Adam. See, I wasn't even born when Adam sinned, but you were still in Adam. God knew you would be born. Your birth is in God's purpose. You're not here by accident. God purposed every one of you to be here. Why? Because he has a purpose for your life. Every one of you. Amen. And I'm telling you guys, you've got to become deeply concerned about the purpose of God for your life. Amen. You get what I'm saying? We get hung up in the things of the world and forget all about that God has a purpose for our lives. Now, uh, now we were all in Adam. And so whatever Adam became, <laughs> now excuse me with this now, we, be, we have become. See, Adam took on a sin nature. We were in him. And so therefore, 
We took on the sin nature just like Adam did. Are you listening? Now, I want to show you this here. Look at Romans 5, 5.19. Let's look at Romans 5.19. I want to show you something in Romans 5.19. Look at this. Now, notice what he says here. He says, well, as by one man disobedient, who's the one man? Adam. That was a disobedient man. Many were made, you remember, we've seen this several times. We've seen this so much. Many were what? Made. Now pay attention. Many were what? Made. You see, they were made sinners. Now, so what that means? That means they didn't do anything to become a sinner. Something took place that made them sinners. See, in Adam's transgression or Adam's sin, of high treason, Adam committed treason. And we were in Adam. And because Adam sinned, we were made sin. Now you got to like the rest of this verse. See, we were made sin. We were made sinners. Say, well, if we were made sinners, why God? God ain't holding nothing against you. God have made a way for you not to be a sinner. Now you have to take advantage of that. See, the whole scheme of redemption, the whole scheme of the thing, was to free you from Adam's sin and to defeat the devil on legal basis. That was the whole purpose of uh, redemption. Now, we can see here we were made sinners. Now, look at the rest of this verse and pay close attention to the rest of this verse. So, by the obedience, right, of one shall many be made righteous. Now, listen, just like I was made righteous, see, just like, excuse me, just like I was made a sinner, I was made righteous. So I was made righteous, you see, not by something or anything I did. I was made righteous by what Christ did for me. Can you see that? See, I was made righteous because of what Christ did for me. So you're made righteous. Now, in order to be made righteous, you have to be a partaker of another nature. Now, you and I have become partakers of the very life and nature of God. Now, when a man becomes a partaker of the nature of God, then sin loses all of its dominion. Satan loses all of his dominion over your life. Now, we receive the very life and nature of God the very moment we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now, this, this is a reality. This is a, real, this is a real thing, but you may not live like it's real. 
but it is real. You see? Now, again, I want to submit to you, it becomes real to the same degree that you renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind to the word of God, then this doesn't become real to you. And you don't, if it's not real to you, then you won't live in it. And yet, it's yours to live in. I don't know if I'll ever reach you and getting you to see that it's not just about church in itself. Yet we go to church, but we go to worship and praise and to learn how to live out our new life. That is the whole purpose of you coming here. If you come here for any other reason than that, then you've missed it. And see, and if you don't come into the reality of that, then you can't appreciate this. Amen. You, you won't appreciate this at all. And I'm not just talking about this church in itself. I'm talking about what it teaches you. Amen. And if you can't catch this, then you really can't appreciate your Savior. And he will not have the proper place in your life. And that becomes a very significant thing that Jesus have his place in your life. There's a place in your life for him. And it's not second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's first. And then all of the things that we hustle and bustle about, they come to pass in our life. All the things we want, all the things we're looking for, it all happens when we give him the proper place in our lives. Dear God, when are we going to understand that? All of the things you're craving for, everything you're craving for, it's in him. And it's giving him his proper place in your life. And then all those things come to pass. <laughs> Are you listening? Amen. You see, we want a good life without the Savior being master of our lives. That is not going to happen. Amen. That is not going to happen. Amen. Your relationships, everything that you're involved with, they get better because you give him his proper place in your life. And then when you do have situations, you can get through them and be victorious in them. Now, you're not going to live here without some situations and circumstances happening. But the key thing is to win in them. You can't win without him. You're no match for the devil without Jesus. 
Neither am I. None of us are without Him. See, it's in Him we win. It's in Him we're victorious. It's in Him we're healed. It's in Him we're sound-minded. Amen. I pray this be the year that you come to grips with these things that I just said to you. Matter of fact, I see you coming in line with this. Amen. All right. Now, I, I want you to see, and this is real, Satan don't really have any dominion in your life anymore. Sin doesn't have any dominion in your life anymore. You say, well, Pastor, I sinned yesterday. How do you say that? Okay. Most of you guys, it's, I don't know how to, it's ignorance, and I'm not, I'm not bashing you now. I'm just saying the way it is. It is what it is. It's ignorance, then it's not ignorance. Because your heart reveals, or your spirit reveals when you're out of line. It's just having the discipline to come back in line with, with the witness of your heart. You can't be saved and don't know you're doing wrong. Because everything inside of you go against that. Now, if you can do wrong and don't have no conscience about it, then more than likely you're not saved. There's a strong possibility. Now, everybody go to church not saved now. You got to understand that. Everybody, everybody church member not saved. You got to understand that. See, we're not saved through church membership. We're saved by receiving Jesus Christ as our Savior. See, if you haven't received Jesus, then you're not saved. I don't care how much you go to church. Amen. Saved people have a conscience. Amen. And the closer you get to Jesus, the more sensitive you get to the will and purposes of God. Now, here's what I want you to see. We're free. Amen. Now, free people are supposed to free other people. But we get entangled with the bondage then. Now that take us down uh, Fifth Avenue. We don't need to go on Fifth Avenue. Let's stay on First Street. Oh, Lord. Amen. We took on that same nature that Adam took on, but I want to show you something. Let's go. We're in the book of Romans, right? Let's stay in the, sixth, uh, in the same chapter. Well, we at Romans what? Five? No, 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 we got we, we no we gotta go back. We gotta go back. We gotta go back to Romans six. Go back to Romans six. I want you to look at verse six, Romans six and six. Now pay close attention to Romans six and six. Amen. Let's pay close attention to that. Amen. All right. Romans six and six. He says this. He said, 
knowing this, y'all still with me? Wave at me. Okay, that's half. That's good. He said, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Now, let's identify the old man. Who's the old man? What are you talking about? The old man. The old man is really the sin nature. See, the moment I received Christ, the sin nature was put to death. The word crucified means put to death. See, the moment I received Christ, the sin nature was put to death. Now, sin can be, uh, sinful things can be in my mind, but they're not in my heart. Are you listening? Now, if you used to living by your mind, living, you know, strictly by your mind, then you're going to constantly sin. But your heart is going to be fighting against that. And you're not crazy. You know when your heart fighting against something. You're not that crazy. If you were that crazy, you should be in a place where people can treat you. You're not that crazy. See, see you, so, so my heart, see, my heart has the very life and nature of God in it. When I say heart, when the Bible speaks of heart, it's not really talking about the organ that pumps the blood. It's talking about the inner part of your being, the deepest part of your being. He's talking about really your spirit. You see, so the old man has been what? Crucified, put to death. Say, guys, that's for, that's for real. That, that is for real. You see, you don't sin from here. You sin from here. Now that you're in Christ, see, you don't know more sin. See, your heart is against everything that's wrong. Toward God, your heart is your heart. Is hey, it doesn't agree. See, here's the fight: my heart and my head. Amen. I remember uh, Joyce Meyer wrote a book. He says the mind is the battleground. That's where the spiritual fight takes place in the mind. Then she said, who controls the mind controls the man. You see? Now, here's, the, here, here's what God's trying to get us to do. He's trying to get us to renew our mind so our minds and hearts can be in agreement. See, they're not in agreement automatically. <laughs> and see... Your mind wants to do something else, but your heart telling you something else. Your mind wants to do this. Your heart says no. And when, when your heart's saying yes to something, your mind's saying no to that. So it's a constant battle. The battle never ends until you get to heaven. But the one thing that you can win by, you know in your heart what's right. Now, it's not always easy to choose right. But you have the ability to do it. We didn't say it was easy to do, but you have the ability to do it. Hallelujah. See, I have the ability to choose what's right. I have that ability. I've been given it. See, Christ is the head of the new creation. I'm not under Satan's authority or dominion anymore. 
I'm under Christ's authority. Christ's dominion now. And because I'm under his dominion, Satan has no dominion. See, that doesn't make you perfect. Doesn't mean you won't sin. But it does mean I won't practice it. Now, if I practice it, then I got to go back and check if I'm, if I'm really saved. I'm talking about Bible saved now. <laughs> Are you listening? Because people believe if they join church, they're saved. People believe they get baptized in water, they're saved. People believe if they take communion, they're saved. There ain't but one way to get saved. And that's to receive Christ as your Savior. Well, so when I got in church, it's automatic. No, no, nothing is automatic. When it comes to your salvation, your healing, your deliverance, nothing is automatic. You have to make a conscious decision. And that's what sets everything in motion. My decision sets everything in motion. My decision sets sin in motion. My decision set God in motion to work in my life. See, everything is everything is it, it, it comes it comes into focus through a conscious decision. I must make a decision. <laughs> so when you choose God's way, God tells the devil, "Get out the way." He or she have chosen me, my way. Now, when you, choose the, when you choose the devil's way, then the devil tells God, get out the way. <laughs> this is mine. She chose me. She chose my way. And what God has to do, get out the way. Say, God, don't fight for me. He has fought for you through Jesus Christ. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for you. Man, God has God has given up so much for you. Amen. Amen. Now, some people say never say uh, what they say, never say never or something like that. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say never. I am never going back to that old life. I'm bold enough to say it. I ain't scared, and you can't be either. God loves our boldness. Amen. Y'all still with me? Now, the old man is crucified, right? Yes, he is. Put to death. Now, uh, let's look at a few more things here. Uh, where am I at? You got to tell me where I'm at in time, because these people got to go catch their parades. Amen. <laughs> I won't make you late for your parade. <laughs> the moment the old man was crucified, you became a new creature in Christ. See, the old man was put to death and you became a new creature. 
That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, any man being Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. Amen. And then you get in verse 18, it says, this is of God. Um, see, this, the moment you receive Jesus in your, in your life, Satan was through with your life. Now, we can give him access, and that's why, see, that's why God set up. See, I didn't set up the local church. God did. I just became a pastor of a local church, but God set up the church, you see. God set up the church so you would not be ignorant to the devices of the devil and be enlightened to his will and purposes. Amen. Church should be a fun place to go to. Church should be a place that you enjoy going to. It should be, you see. Now, uh, we should praise, praise God. And we should jump and shout and do all of that stuff. But, every, but, but above everything else, we should be learning something. If you go to a church and you're not learning anything, God bless your soul. Amen. She like that's what my aunt tells me. I was just with her during the Christmas holidays, and she said, um, "She said, Lee, I need to come to your church." She called me Lee. She said, "I need to come to your church, Lee." I said, "Why?" She said, it "Ain't getting better for me." Well, she's seventy-nine years old. If you look at it, she looks she looked like she's about sixty. She get around good. She's seventy-nine years old. You ever see her, you'll see what I'm talking about. The woman in June, June 25th, she'll be 80 years old. If you looked at her, you wouldn't be able, you couldn't tell, you know. And she ain't walking bad either, I mean, you know. But she always telling me her time is short. <laughs> I say, God don't honor her confession because she should have been gone. She's been saying that since she was 40. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and I said, I asked Ma, and I said, why don't you go to church? She said, for what? She said, like most of y'all say, you know, she said, all they want is your money. Most of y'all, that's most of what everybody say. They got a group here think that's all we want is your money, you know. But we need to have some money because if you come in here in the dark, you're going to talk about me. <laughs> You come here and see a for sale sign on the, on the building, you don't talk about me. Amen. If I come here regularly, you're still going to talk about me. But nobody really wants your money. Your money is what brings you into the prosperity of God. It's, uh, it's his money anyway. See, I work for this. Well, where you got the strength from? We don't want to pull it all that. You see. So she's saying she's not learning anything. And then she said this. She said, Lee, I heard they learn at your church. I said, you better believe they learn. Yes, sir. I said, when you coming? <laughs> she said, I got to get me some outfits. I said, you don't need no outfits to come to my church. I don't need no outfits. You ought to see what we wear. It looked like we're going to a picnic. <laughs> That's true. 
Amen. Because see, God ain't interested in what you're wearing and all of that. That's us with that. You know, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. If my pastor see me standing up here talking to y'all without a tie on, he'd be like, boy, you need to wear a tie. <laughs> well, you're old school, you see. I'm old school in some things, too. But I want to tell you, I, want, I, want, I just want to tell you, you see, it doesn't take all of the things that we have thought it took. The things that it does take, we don't want to participate with. Amen. Amen. But anyway, you are a winner. But now you got to pick up your head, get a right attitude, and live a good life. Amen. And above everything else, be teachable. Allow somebody to show you, especially when you're wrong. Let somebody show you you're wrong there because you won't be able to detect that you're wrong. Most people don't detect that they're, they're wrong. Me either. Sometimes I don't, want to de- I, I don't want to detect it. Because, you know, being, having my way is giving me some satisfaction. The conclusion of it is not Satisfaction is hurt and pain. But I do understand this too. Pain becomes an instrument in God's hand for change. You hurt enough, you'll change. Amen. So God uses some pain to change us sometimes. Amen. Because the word, you know, you ain't hearing, you ain't hearing the word. Now, one more thing I'm going to show you here. Then I'll let you go do what you do. Matthews, turn to Matthews 28, 18. Then I'll stop. I'll stop here. Got it? Now watch this, 28, 18, I'm going to read verse 19 too, Doc. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, now watch this now, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says all power. That means even the power that Satan had. Jesus, Jesus took that power. All powers in Jesus' hand. In, in Jesus, and then we, now we are the body of Christ now. We are the body of Christ. Now look at verse 19. I just, we can read the whole verse, but I want you to pay attention to the first part of the verse. Look at it. Go ye. Now wait, wait. What's the connection here? All, all power has been given unto me. Heaven and in earth. Now look, go ye. What you trying to say, Pastor? He's telling us go in the power that's been given unto him. Can you see that? <laughs> now, 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 you're sitting down next to a person that has all the power, all the authority, 
that's been given to Jesus. Look at that person. See? Now look. See? She's been given all the power, all the authority that's been given unto Jesus. He's been given all the power, all the authority that's been given unto Jesus. What happens if you guys put all that together? Now, look what he said. He said, go ye. Well, she says, go ye. Now we, have, we, get, we get the whole purpose of Jesus investing all of his power and authority in us. Huh? What's the, what's the whole purpose of it? That we might reach others. I'm telling you, the church is going to come to realize who they are. We're going to wake up and realize who we are and what we have in Christ. We're going to wake up to that. I see us waking up to that. Amen? See, here's, 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 here's what you got to see. As I take care of God's business, God in turn take care of mine. The church haven't learned that yet. Are you listening? The church is so focused on itself until it don't see nobody else. But the whole purpose of the thing was to get you to reach other people. Now, the prostitute has legal rights. Now, see, the legal rights, the legal rights were given to the world. Remember? God so loved the world. He gave Jesus to the world. Now, the finished work of Jesus covers the world. It covers the prostitute. It covers the drug addict. The drug addict have a legal right to salvation. But he don't know it. You say, well, I know some of them know it. Well, okay, that might be true. But for the most part, there's a higher percentage that don't know it. The prostitute has a legal right to be saved. See, he gave us, he gave us, he gave us this authority and this power to reach those kind of people. Now, here's what we say. We work on a job and we say, oh, Lord, I got to get away from here. There's no saved people here. You're the same person there. So I don't be here by myself. You're not by yourself. He says, Lord, I'm with you always even until the end of the world. Say, Pastor, I'm talking about somebody in the flesh. No, no, no. He planted you there. But you see, you don't realize that you have power and authority to help those who are getting on your nerves. <laughs> but I have power and authority to help them. Now, Here's what, here's the biggest hindrance to everything. Here's the biggest hindrance to everything. Now, now don't y'all get mad. Throw no stone. 
We're so selfish. Now, listen. You know, I'm a believer in prosperity. What, sister? I'm a believer in that, you know. I claim. But now, am I claiming prosperity just for a Bentley? Well, I don't even like the Bentley. I like that. Uh, I like the Rolls. <laughs> what, what what they call that Rolls, Doc? Phantom. That's what I'm. Boy, <laughs> boy, boy, that's my life dream. Boy, you ever see me in the Phantom? You said, boy, pastor made it. <laughs> uh, I like that automobile. I got a magazine with them in it. I just turned them. In. Sometimes I sit at home and just look at it. But, but I don't want prosperity just for a phantom. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you, if I could tell you. Huh? Well, if I get one, I'm going to keep some gas in it. <laughs> and I ain't worried about it being cheap either. Because my father supply all my needs. Now, let, 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 let me tell you this here. If I, if, I could, if I could get the money, if I could put the, I say, Lord, if you put the money in my hand, my first, thought, my first, thing, is not a, my first thing is not a Rolls Royce. Listen. My heart goes out to these kids that go to these juvenile homes. All they're doing is teaching these kids how to be more... More criminal-minded than what they are. What would I do? First thing I would do, I, I, I would build a place just for them. Where they can be nurtured, balanced, with a balance. That they can get the spiritual and the natural. And would like to see those boys go into society and become great men. That's the first thing I It's the first thing I do. If you, if you, listen, see this prosperity? See, I preach it, but guess what? Now, if you ever listen at any, the way I'm preaching, I'm balanced with it. I don't want money just for a Rolls Royce and then have a house that I got to drive through the gate six miles before I get to the house. That would be nice, but that's not my priority. And all these crazy people accuse us about wanting your money. They crazy. I don't want money for me first. I want money for the kingdom first. And I prove that with the little money, I mean, with the money I get. <laughs> Amen. My priority is not me or my wife. That's not our priority. That's not our priority. You know, but the devil has painted such a mindset in people till they believe everybody that's a preacher is a thief. I've been passing nearly 30 years. I ain't stole nothing in 30 years and ain't about to steal nothing now. Why would you start stealing? I'm about to turn 63 years old, man. You know what? My time here is almost up. Now, you know, I don't want to mess up when my time is almost up. And y'all crazy. 
Are y'all still here? <laughs> Did you start stealing at my age? Something wrong with you. <laughs> so that's not in my <laughs> in my objective of anything. I, I don't I don't want to steal nothing. Let's let's build something. Amen. Let's help some people. Man, when you look at our society, when you look at when you look at these kids, when you look at these kids, you see, see, God has given us authority, He has given us legal rights to get wealth. He said, I've given you power to get wealth, but it's for what 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 is for? He says about his covenant. I don't know how I got on that. You know. What what verse were we at? Huh? Yeah, he says go. That's how we got there. Go. He says, go in my authority, go in my power. Now I'm gonna wrap this up. How you doing, man? I'm look, look. He says, go in his authority. But now I want to tell you this here, and we'll and I'll start showing you this perhaps when we get together again. But all of his power. All of his authority is wrapped up in his name. And he has given us the legal right to use his name. So when we declare the name of Jesus over every situation, I don't care what it looked like, it's working. You, you know, you got that bump on your hands and in the name of Jesus, bump, go. Oh, the bump's still here. It's going. It's going. Amen. All of the power that Jesus had was in his name. It's all wrapped in his name. Now I'm going to bring you in our next session to a few places where he says, look, in my name. Now, when he says in my name, he wouldn't always talk about prayer. He was talking about you taking the master's place in any given situation. We think in the name of Jesus just mean prayer. No, no. It means standing in his place, doing what he would do in any given situation. You can do what he do, but you do it through his name. Amen? You got it? Okay, I'm going to let you go home. Well, wherever you go, go ahead on where you got to go. And God bless you. Amen? God bless you. God bless you.